Welcome to the first episode of Broology. Today we're going to talk about who we actually are and what this podcast is about, and then we're going to get into a conversation about politics, which, to the surprise of nobody, is on everybody's mind right now. One other thing that we tackle is, if God is sovereign, why should Christians vote? Stay tuned. Wow, here we are. We finally did it. We made it. We made it. Welcome to Broology. (laughs) So here we are, and uh, the reason we're saying that it's like a big deal that we're like actually here is because we've been planning this for months, right? Yeah. Months? Several months, actually. Was it before COVID? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because COVID time is like time warp. COVID time is like, it's been like two years of COVID. Pretty much. Uh, So yeah, we've been, we've been planning to do this for a while. We finally got a night. And, uh, you know, I thought it would take about, uh, you know, an hour to get ready. And then, uh, you know, we decided to We are not as fancy. tech savvy as we thought mm-hmm. we were. Oh, no. We started uh, the process of broology with a little bit of humbling. Uh, oh, very Which much. is very good. Which, so. you know, thank the Lord for Needed. that. So, yeah. So, what is this? What, what on earth? What You're listening to this for the first time. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, you know who are these guys? Why should I? Why should I invest my time into this podcast? Agreed, and you you probably shouldn't, but <laughs> but here you are, and God bless you. Know, you. All God, right, you God will bless you all the more for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be interesting. So what is broology, Nate? <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's it is right. too much fun. I can't handle it. Oh my gosh, yeah. it is. Well, I want to use what you typed up in the description. It's two dudes talking about theology. Yes. Did I put that in the I hope I did. Because that's you're, you're going to change it now. I'm going to change it <laughs> later on if that's what we actually – if because that's a perfect you know explanation for what this is. You know, it's two guys talking theology. But, I mean, uh, we come – we do similar lines of ministry work. We do, so, and, yes. And we, we've meshed together for years. Uh, I'm a youth pastor. And you're a youth worker. Yes. And you are a you're a daddy. I am a dad. Yes. And uh, that's that's a pretty big deal in itself. We're both married, not to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a way to put it. Uh, yes. Your your wife's name is Abigail. Abigail. Uh, mine's Melissa. Mm-hmm. And we have Micah, who's three, and Leland, who's two. And our addresses are. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, so you know, for those of you guys that are <laughs> looking to meet us in person don't so that's that's about the extent of that yeah so my name's dave i'm nate we how did we meet so we met at a little college that doesn't exist it virtually exists anymore because i always thought when i was going to talk about the show i was going to be like we go to a college that doesn't exist yeah but that's uh, not true. Physically, I guess it doesn't. Except virtually online. Completely yes. forgot about that. Are we going to name that school? Mm. I'm afraid to. Do you want to hold out stories, for another episode? Maybe if maybe people for really confidentiality. Want <laughs> yeah. Well, if we start naming some of the stories, uh, if we naming stories, name names. <laughs> no, if you start, you know, telling some of the stories from said college, then I think uh, people will be like, "Kind of what in the okay. world? You right. dressed like That's Batman." Fair. So we met in college. We did, and that was my junior year, which I was it really? Yeah, because I was a freshman. Melissa was. A sophomore and mm-hmm. you've been a junior. Yeah. All right. That's right. That was like the peak. Wow. Right? 
That was the apex year. And I mean, uh, you went for four years. I did. And graduated like a good person. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a heathen sinner and went for one year and then took a job. (laughs) We are all fallen creatures. All right. I don't know. Graduation did not make me. But that one year was insane. It was the best. And that's why I say like that was the best year of that college. Maybe there were other years that were really good, but that year, I just in the last There was something magical happening. Oh my gosh. Again, it was the apex. That was the peak of the, of at least that decade for that college. Sure. Uh, It was everybody that I could think of that I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was like the best moments from every single person intertwined at that year. So a lot of people would say, why does that, you know, why does that matter? Well, we experienced a lot one year. We did. Yeah. I would say the majority of the stories that we are going to share about this college, and I assure you, they are very were you know, these these are stories too worth say, listening to. This I mean, was a Bible college. That, oh, that's yeah. why this is po- I don't oh, know if we yeah. said that. This was oh, a Christian school Bible yeah, college you went yeah, to. Yeah, that makes it. So that's why it will come up in our in our discussions on this show. So much more juicy. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just a magnet for individuals that are interesting. And everything that could happen at a Bible college did happen at yes. some. Yes. But this isn't going to be the show where we sit there and talk about how miserable and persecuted we were. And uh, you know, and everything else. Well, we also when it came worked. to going to a Christian school, and we just, worked together at school. Yes, we did security. I forgot oh, for a second. Goodness. I was like, that, we not only went to school together, but we worked together on the security team. That squad <laughs> was uh, was like, I mean, airtight. And then to find it. out, we weren't even supposed to be legally being a security team. Oh, yeah. None of us were licensed security <laughs> cards. We were like freelance, and oh, then I know. the year after we found out and almost the school almost got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was wrong when I was walking around with very little training and just a flashlight, you know, and just a bright yellow target on my back. And just, I felt I was safe. Shoot because here. if they look at me and they say, oh my gosh, he's a security guy, I'm not going to mess with him Yeah, because yeah. of the words. Yeah. That's what makes it. So I, that was tangent. It just popped in my head. I had to get it out. What's that? That we worked together. I, totally, yes. I was just like, I'm man. glad you put that in because that does give a little bit more context. Well, what they would do is they would put two security guys uh, for an all nighter. Yeah. Which yeah. made it so much better because most of those guys that were working, you get paired up with, with some of your friends. Yep. Because most of us were tight. Sure. Or we met each other, then we got closer, then yeah. we got tight. When it's we just did. the two of you for eight hours, oh it's my like, gosh, it was phenomenal. I knew people's life story. Yeah, my old RA. I heard stories from where he sure. grew up in Brooklyn and everything else. I was just, you know, John. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. just, and, you know, and I'm thinking I grew up, you know, in not Brooklyn. So obviously. We had the same RA. We I did. For, yeah. Well, we were only. Man, I mm. keep forgetting how close we were. You were across right. the hall and right. two doors down. When you think of the highlights, most of them have just happened to be that year. So then that you were there. Why do we still hang out now? What happened ah. that brought us kind of back together? So I, I mean, we still saw each other because yes. my wife was still going to school and right. you were you had one more year and my wife was a junior when mm-hmm. you were a senior. Mm-hmm. And then your wife started to go. Was that the same year? That was a year after. um, after. There was kind of an in-between year after I graduated and then when my wife went. Mm -hmm. And then I I started to visit. uh, My wedding. Yes. That's when we started. So there was a bit of a, yeah. 
I was so you came to our wedding. Yes, and I was looking at the church that I currently am, am, am at. Yeah. So I, yes, I went to the wedding, which was a very couple towns fun down the time, road. Right. Was and not you were far. like, is this near the town the, that the you town work that in I was, now? That, that I was literally um, candidating. In. Yeah. So I was candidating. Or I was going to candidate like the next week. The, mm-hmm. the app, like I was getting ready to go. I was at a camp like half an hour away, so it was super convenient. Yeah. And I actually got pulled over after your wedding. Did you really? I got in trouble because I was in the left lane too long. I didn't know that was illegal. Um, like the left turn. The passing lane? lane. Oh. I thought it was the cruise lane. I just thought you just. You really got there. pulled over for that? Yeah, he was mad. Wow. Yeah, and he heard I was. He heard that I was coming back from a wedding, and oh, I, thought you I was drunk. a young. We had a dry wedding, by the way. For the for those um, you know people back at home, dry wedding means no, no alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I was nineteen and my wife was twenty, so we Got couldn't it. drink anyway. Yeah. So he's yelling. He's freaking out. On he was me. yelling. He was getting really seriously. Yeah, he was. Now again, this does not. He had a rough I don't night. Know, it might have been. Yeah. And I was, you know. Just, you know, and he was looking for stuff in the, but either way, this doesn't color all, no. you know, police officers. Or any, this was my experience. Sure. But, you know, he was doing all that. And then, and then he pulls me over again and I get in the wrong thing because I, I didn't really understand because he wasn't. You got pulled over again? He did after. And then he just told me, get out of here. Okay. I was like, I wasn't still sure what I was doing. He kept saying the passing lane, the passing lane. Well, yeah. I've forgotten what that was. I yeah. know now. Yeah. So the right, you know, you're supposed to stay in the right hand lane. Yes. The entire time. Yes. Unless you pass. pass. Yes. Yeah. But either way, that was after your wedding. Wow. Yeah. So we knew each other from. So no, the wedding. Yeah. And that was up the street from where eventually your wedding actually took place yes. up up the yep. street from where I eventually moved to. Yes. So I actually visited Less the than town. a mile away. Yep. Visited the town. That I do ministry in now. Yes. And your church was on the same road where I turned into my apartment, which was maybe yep. a few blocks, like a, not even that far away. Yep. So I remember I passed Walmart one time and I looked to my left and I'm like, that's the church where the wedding was. Yes. Walmart yes, was. was like right down the street from me or where I was. Yep. So the Lord has a way of foreshadowing. Oh, did I say the Lord? We're Christians, by the way. Oh, yeah. Didn't say that in vain, by the way. I just said, like, you know, (laughs) hell, oh, my gosh. Uh, We are Christian. We are Christian men. Broology kind of gives it away, though. I would hope. A little bit of a smoking gun there. But for new people, they they might not know us. We're Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And trust me, if you don't catch it, you will. (laughs) Because it's going to be in a lot of Well, we did say we Bible college. Oh, yeah. Well, we could have been one of those edgy, like, you know, deconstructionist podcast oh where, my god you know i went to a Don't, bible college and it's not that and then i met yet. you know uh you know uh, I, my will, mind got opened and, we will you know, go over that stuff oh, in a we later will. episode so so we had met each other you know went to your wedding and yeah. then we we lived in the same area yeah and the lord led you here mm-hmm. and then you got married yes my wife uh birthed out a couple babies and <laughs> And you bought a house. I did. And then we're renting a house now. Yes. And here we are. We're men. And we are men with responsibilities. This is why we couldn't do this. Yeah, that's our, exactly our lives it. are going at a million miles Crazy. an hour. So, <laughs> so here we are. And God is good and faithful. Yes. And, and that's here we are. ultimately why this podcast exists. We want to talk about 
worldview issues yeah and random stuff that comes to our mind well that's what our thoughts were leading up to this i remember it might have been a couple years ago yeah because the past two or three years we usually have you and your wife over and yes we've done gingerbread houses which <laughs> we all really stuff. suck at absolutely we <laughs> but have, we, absolutely we were talking about how the conversations we have mm. would probably make a good podcast because we have two very different upbringings mm. And, and Both you, Christian. That's right. That's right. But yes. you were very much more conservative and mm -hmm. reformed. Yes. And I'm on the cares. I grew up in the charismatic end of the <laughs> yeah, spectrum. You're on the cha 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 slide know? side. You and, know? and we've met <laughs> yes. over the years. Uh, we're kind of meeting in the middle now. We are. But we yes. have some insane stories. Absolutely. From back in the day. Well, it's funny. I I never considered growing up. I was like. Reformed, I saw roots in there. Like you sure. saw the, the Protestant Reformation connection. Yeah. I tend to be so, so I'm in a denomination that is technically that believes the gifts are for today. And I stand. Say, say it again. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm in a denomination that believes the gifts are for today. Oh, okay. Yes. Spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts. Wow. Yes. So um, I don't know if we could be friends. I'm just kidding. I was like, did you become a cessationist in the last three seconds? I was like, wait. I'm just, just poking. Got you. I was like, I feel like he's doing We love thing. our cessationists, brothers and sisters. Yes, absolutely. Actually, they keep, stay on the podcast. Trust me. Please. Because I, if you're a cessationist, we'd love to have you on because, or at least we'd love to have you listening. Yeah. I, I am. I. We'd love to have him on too. Yeah. To well, I've got a friend out. who's a cessationist. One of my closest Oh, spiritual perfect. friends is cessationist. I have a lot of thoughts on that, and God has taken me through a journey on it that's fascinating. So, you know, where I'm at right now, as far as what I'm reading in scriptures, I don't see necessarily. Well, I mean, we could go down this rabbit trail. I'm just first college story coming up to my mind. Okay. All right. So, this is what we've saved these for this. Yes. So, our college that we went to <laughs> used to be like strictly. Uh, Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. 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 So we're going to name denominations. <clears throat> Strictly Baptist school. Now they were trying to be more cutting edge. Non denom. Yeah. Non, yeah. non denominational. But I still didn't know. And yeah. I really didn't know like other I knew other denominations existed, but I right. didn't know what the theological differences were. Yeah. Sure. So our mutual friend, Joe. Mm hmm. <laughs> pulls us in that little lounge that was on the main floor, the commuter lounge, oh, before yes, they changed yes. it. Right, right. And uh, uh, there was a classmate in there who was going for a doctor's appointment. And he okay. was like, hey, now Joe also used to be very, very, very conservative, reformed Calvinist, do not believe the gifts are for today, whatever. Yep. And he's on the opposite end of that spectrum now. But anyway, he's like, hey, let's pray for her. She's going to a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right. And I just, we just start praying and I'm doing what I know to do, which sure. was from the charismatic point of view, I just start praying in tongues. <laughs> okay. Now we can get into that in another episode. But, <laughs> and I'm sure we will. But so like, this is now where this lounge is, is the main deck of the building where all the offices are and the two biggest classrooms are. Okay. And all the head honchos are on this floor. And I'm in a Baptist school, and I don't know it. And you're, and you're, and like, I am going for it. You're like, going to town. God, I am asking you to heal this girl. Sure. And so uh, we pray for, her and we finish up, and 
she uh she goes to her appointment and Joe's laughing at me. Yeah, I'm like, sure. What is up? He goes, "You're at a Baptist school." You know? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I, that's I, not the coolest part. Right, right, right. God totally healed the girl. Did he really? Absolutely. Oh, like right. she comes back from her appointment, gets her results from her test or whatever. Okay. She's like. This thing I had going on is not going on anymore. God totally healed me. It's like, yes. All right. Take that, Baptist. No, no, oh, no, my no. gosh. Wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't do it. So you, the Lord healed you, her. Right. So you start speaking in tongues <laughs> without a translator in a Baptist school. Oh, this well, is going to be a fun I came podcast. from a denomination where, right, where speaking in very... tongues and then there's like a separate prayer language. Oh, right. I would love to get into that at some point because that would be yeah. that would be really interesting. So from I guess I'll just so that's speak. first college story. Right. So my <laughs> background is uh, the denomination that I uh, came from has more of a speak not forbid not mentality. Can we name denominations? We oh yeah, say well, I'm I'm from well we did say you Baptist. don't have to name our churches, right? So I'm from the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Okay, and that is usually followed by a big who. So <laughs> now, now there's usually we've got some we've got some cool guys that yeah, obviously our founder is Simpson. If you read, you know, there's a lot of hymns connected to Simpson. Okay. So that but the big guy, the guy that I really uh relate theologically to in a lot of ways is A.W. Tozer. That's right. my dude. Wow. Right. Okay. And if you've heard of like Ravi Zacharias, yep. that uh is he in the alliance? He was ordained in the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance. Wow. Uh unfortunately you know, we're going to, I'd like to do a podcast talking about some of the allegations that came out against him at some point. Okay. Not everybody knows about that, but I'm curious to know where that goes sure. you know, because that's, that was also one of my like favorite guys. It was a huge influence on me uh, as I was growing up. So I grew up in sort of, like I said, the speak, not forbid, not, you know, uh, don't search for it, but if it's of God, don't forbid it. Right. Mm-hmm. Essentially there has to be some, there has to, there is order it's to worship. Sort of, yeah, there's an order to worship, yes. and I think that that's kind of where they would, uh, where we would even look at it. Yes. From. And I think that if it distracts from the the message or the worship or whatever, oh, agreed. If it draws attention to yourself as a yeah, to no, worship, no, I'm talking right. about like quiet to myself. Oh, like like just just quietly to where maybe the person sure. next to me can hear me, mm-hmm. but not like you know. I don't think that that would be earth shattering. Okay, uh, I, I don't think because again, I think the focus is okay. Uh, the services for him, right? Mm, yeah. If you're just like, okay, this is, you know, I love again. This is the intro podcast, and you're gonna start. This is so interesting. I know so many subjects to talk about. But in the podcast, again, I probably, I think, if cessationists listen to what I have to say, they probably would think that's my guy, right? But I also try to take as much a biblical approach to this as possible. So So, I am technically. So you're kind of like Matt Chandler. I think so. Care, he, Minus I think he calls the, it a careful continuation. That's that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. I think that I would be a careful continuationist who sympathizes with cessationists, if that makes sense. Okay. I sympathize with their position because I can kind of see the logical end of, of what they're trying to say. And sure. Because I've heard some things that they've said that are really interesting. And I don't want to throw that out the window. It is a touchy subject. It is. It gets Holy a Spirit. lot of people angry and well, I, I especially for intellectuals sure because yeah. you know intellectuals like to figure stuff out they do with their mind they like to control things as well. yeah and that doesn't work in god all the time mm-hmm. any of the time uh right. yes you can control god 
uh, good luck with that. Oh, absolutely. You know, but there, there is, and it's not, mm -hmm. it's a leap of faith, mm -hmm. but it's not a measure of your faith. You know what I mean? Like you ever hear someone say, oh, you didn't have enough faith. That's why you couldn't speak in tongues. Oh, that's so, that gets me. That, that, that heresy. Yeah. But it is a leap of faith to step into the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's God, I'm here. I'm, I'm available. Hey, or willing. Or, yeah, I'm willing. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe you still do this today. Lord, if it's your will for me to do this right now, I'm, I'm available. Well, Just lead me. Piper's had a very interesting oh, yeah. thing on that. See, my my goal, end game is always to be as, uh, I want to, in my allegiance to Christ, I know that he's given us his word. Mm -hmm. And that's where we, obviously, you and I agree on this, but yeah. I think for the podcast's sake, we both agree that that is going to be uh, the anchor to our boat. And if I, if I try to, you know, take the anchor up a little, go into other waters, try to, you know, why don't we try this out? So that, that to me is when you start to become, you go from God's opinion to man's opinion. Mm. And if I interpret God's word based on my opinion, then it becomes, and that's, so whenever it comes to the gifts or anything else, I'm always going to go to scripture. And I know when we talk about it, it's always going to go to scripture. Yeah. And I think that be, because ultimately, if you're coming to the podcast to hear my opinion, take it with a grain of salt. But if you're coming to the podcast because we're opening up the word and you're being edified by that, edified yeah. as in, you know, built up by it, mm -hmm. encouraged by it, then that's 100% what we want this to be. Yeah. Because we're going to be tackling issues like this. Oh, yeah. And it's it's exciting because it of is. our, you know, we get to say, all right, well, growing up, yeah, this is what we were taught. And Absolutely. Where are we now? Right. Are we in the same place? What do we believe? What does the word really say about that? So you're going to see a little bit of fangirling too, I think, on the podcast, because I'm going to reference different people oh, and, for and sure. how they've been. One thing that I think is was an inspiration for the podcast was I see a lot of, even in my own story, seeing the, the progress, progressive Christian push or anything that is a sort of challenge to the Christian faith, because I love apologetics. Mm. I, I had a, a sort of a growing up a crisis of faith if you could call it that yeah and this was and we can get into your backstory a little bit too but for me grew up pastor's kid Oof. so that was as you do you know a lot of people would say oh you know pastors get have so much trouble I you don't understand. act like it though really is there like a type is there like a is there like I a stereotype? i just feel like you, you can think? tell when a kid's a pastor's kid oh that's so there's scary. a little bit of cockiness there really sometimes really with ha handfuls of and i've met different sure, pastors kids yeah. from all over the oh, place no, go ahead well there's the there's the bit of rebellion they go through okay that's up. like the phase i guess yeah saying. yeah you know yeah. you know the Katy perry phase <laughs> so she just kind of is the face like I, I don't know how to explain you that know one. but uh, like <laughs> sorry that's not there's, to be mean. there's a rebellion of like uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, my dad's a pastor, but that doesn't But that doesn't, doesn't mean I'm me. like those people, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, oh, don't know. get me wrong. I'm going to tackle how I think it's so popular to, in order to build a bridge with non-saved people, we attack the bride of Christ. Mm. That happened. That Those are the things that drove me nuts because when I was, you know, growing up, I I was tired of hypocrites across the board. Yeah. I was at... And and what I saw, you know, going to camps, going to conferences and everything else, you had the Monday through Friday people who were one way and then the Sunday Christians or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I I think the reason that the reason that I stayed in, in sort of like this this focused 
thing where it's like, okay, I had this like noise around me, but I was able to move forward towards Christ was because of Christ. Mm. I oh, even said sure. recently, I went to a public school, right? Yeah. And I used to think I remained sinner. I, I <laughs> remained a Christian, right? And I felt really puffed up and everything a little bit yeah. to an extent, but a little bit. I felt like I got through here because well, of men, my technique just, of ministry. We all struggle with pride. Right. And, yeah. and it's a hundred percent. Right. So I, growing up in public school, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so, you know, I've got this sort of secret thing figured out where I'm able to be not influenced by non-Christians, but to, you know, be like that, that, you know, sort of light in the darkness type mm. thing. Because of Jesus, I was the light in the darkness, not because yeah. of me. Yes. Right. Yes. So, but I did go through a bit of a crisis when I saw hypocritical things. Right. Sure. And everybody sees it. Everybody sees it and they have to wrestle with that. They have yeah. to identify, okay, am I following Christ or am I following people? But man, those things challenged me. Christians who, you know, would raise their hands in worship and then turn around and be rude and, and, and oh. unchristlike to like handicapped people. Really? And so, absolutely. And that was like, wait a second, you know, where's the change? Where's the, and it was more, you talk about how much you love him and then your actions show that you don't. Mm. really like and that drove me and then it was almost like god convicted me by saying like be the change you want to see mm. so ever since that that was kind of my driving that was what he used i don't want to say that was my driving yeah. force because yeah you know the lord knows i am not anything without him yeah so 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 that was kind of where so so i i want to combat i loved apologetics you know i i got really into that trying to understand like i didn't want to feel like my faith was something that because there's 17 pastors on my dad's side of the family alone and there's pastors on my mom's side too absolutely wow. so i want to be a history teacher and at a certain point i was just like look i want to just do my thing yeah i right? don't want to take you know, up the family torch I, I was just <laughs> such a hipster back then and not like the hipster like just i just didn't want to do the popular thing yeah you if everybody go, watched go the office the yeah everybody yeah. watched the office i wanted to watch you know something else sure whatever you know so it took me like 10 years to watch the office just because everybody else was I like worshiping it it's a listen i'm gonna get i'm gonna get in trouble but it's okay it was better than okay i guess i don't know i didn't i don't remember God, the office is like one of those cult tv shows that everybody loves we tried watching the first episode right yes of the first season to yes. which i was told first season's terrible don't watch everybody it. says that Start for season me, two. I'm like, yeah. what show do you watch where you start season How two? How did this show become so popular if season one was so terrible? I, I couldn't make too. it through the first episode of right. season two. So I was like, all right, Office just isn't for me. Well, all the millennials I, just checked out. I figure I can you know, I can still be a Christian even though I don't like The Office. Yeah. But you cannot be a millennial. You've been banned to Boomerville. Well, I'm like 80 years old on the inside. Ah, like, see. get off my lawn. All right. We're like, yeah. <laughs> in a room, but I know. <laughs> this podcast altogether, this show. Yeah. Because I was saying, you know, earlier it was like, yeah, no worries. show. The show, which is good because that's what this is. We're so very new at this, so right? Absolutely. For, forgive us. Of course, no, not a gimmicky kind of show, not like a performance, but no, the uh, no, no, show no. in the sense of here's we're going to talk about this today. Hey, listen, so listen to our show, yeah. right? The worldview conversation yeah. is to say how do we bring a biblical scriptural perspective into the world? Mm -hmm. The fact that we're millennials, I'm sure, will play into the 
I guess the interest level of the, you know, there's a lot of different angles that people will tackle this from. Yep. We are coming at it from guys in our twenties who are tackling it, you know, as millennials, as quote unquote young people. And I don't, that was weird. I, I was kind of half going for like, you know, a voice. And then I kind of like bailed, but then I was like, well, I can't, I'm already in it. So <laughs> anyway, so we are quote unquote young guys Yep. And uh, we're bros, bros yep. in Christ, yes. and we're tackling theology, we're tackling worldview issues, and we really want to tackle what we feel God has put on our hearts. Yep. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, we would love for you to listen to this because we would just, look, if you're going to live in a closed-minded echo chamber, that's not going to help you because truth matters more than what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And truth matters more than what people that tell me what I like to hear yeah. tell me. Yeah. And that's not necessarily always good. Yeah. So, and we'll talk a lot about that because I think that that has to do a lot with our culture today. But like you said, uh, you know, we took a lot of time to talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you who's listening can get to know us yes. uh, and know about who we are, where we're coming from, you know, our backgrounds a bit. And uh, yeah. So if you have any questions about us or about the show, about what we're going to do, uh, something theological, current event, something that happened, an article you read, uh, Babylon B, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Christian onion. Uh, That's it. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we uh, feel free to send in your questions. We'd love to hit them up. So we're going to hit on a topic for a little bit yeah. tonight just to uh, kind of do what we set out to do absolutely you know but we're not going to take as long as we hope to take in the future <laughs> nate there's an election coming and i don't know about you but i don't like election season the, that I the think is political important. election not, the, not, not like the, the people you know? not the people god's gonna save this year oh oh yes okay <laughs> predestination hey, 2020 all right okay okay i see you I like where that's going. That's fun. That's Different political election. There's a presidential race right now. There is. And uh, this is uh, this one's a little intense. It's our, our current seated president, President yes. Donald Trump, who yes. is your president if you are a citizen of the United States. I know a lot of people uh, have I saw to that Google bumper. his name because, you know. I saw a bumper sticker on a lady's car. She had several, some of them which are not okay to say out loud. Oh, but man. one of them was oh, not my president. Not, not, it's not. like, I've got news for you. Oh. Uh, if you're a citizen here in this country, he is your president. Well, Nathaniel, see, you, the, the, the thing here is that there is tension between two very opposing sides. And, uh, you know, I the, couldn't tell. Yes. So <laughs> so there's there are still people that would that that are uh, very anti-Trump. And there are people that are anti, uh, you know, uh, Biden. There are people yes, there. Joe Biden I, for a second, I keep forgetting against. that. I was like, oh, yeah, he's the one. I'm sorry. I just, I think I've been so unplugged from certain parts of it because there's such a venomous, two sided way of, of handling this that I've seen from people. But I, I think that that's, that's really just identifying the most obvious thing. Like, that's the elephant in the room sure. that everybody's pointing at. Well, in so, the middle of all this, in the middle of an election, you have. A global pandemic, right? And you have uh, racial injustice issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge uprising, right, for activism in mm-hmm. in that realm, right? And uh, the president himself mm-hmm. had the coronavirus, right? I in mean, the middle of this, this election, year alone has been something you else. Know, so this election is off the charts. This is uh, 
yeah, we will be talking about this for a long time unless 2020 is just going to, I mean, you know, some people can make the argument that things are just going to get worse from here as we get closer and closer to the end. I don't want to take that. Well, I think that that would make sense in some context because, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the end. But I think the context of the end Earth, of what you mean, the election or, or the, the end of the world. OK, yes. Uh, which a lot of people would be like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you know, like, are we talking like, how is it going to end? Well, Book of Revelation, spoiler alert. But I think what I'm trying to really tackle, and we were talking about this earlier, we were alluding to it, was that the, the so one thing that I, I want to address is, is, I guess one group I want to address in particular is Christians. Okay. And as, as somebody, and not just like, as a pastor, but I think... One thing that I want to really tackle here biblically is if you're, say, for example, it's November, you know, it's it's November 4th, right? 4th is Election Day, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you do have a well, let me make, I have it on here. Something you always want to look up before you do a podcast. Or is it like the first Monday? It's the third. Election day. The third. So it is the fourth. Okay. So okay. the fourth, the day after. So we are going to know. We're well, going to know I mean, they, usually. Like the day after we know. Or the yeah. day that we know. Well, they say like, oh, you got to wait for mail-in right. ballots if, now because right. of the pandemic. So, right. So the day after, if Christians or people of faith or even just well, that should be Christians, right? Yeah. So if um, if Christians are dusting off Romans thirteen, you know, to to just kind of post on their social media, or if they are putting it away, so Ooh. then we have a problem of tribalism in the church. Mm. Now, now I'm not saying necessarily, oh, the church isn't everybody in it. What I'm saying is, is that more so, if you if you have Christians who are dusting off Romans 13 to post on their social media or to, you know, put in the face of their opponents mm-hmm. uh, or Christians who are hiding it away and, and acting as if it's not applicable, then you are falling victim to the false idol of Do political tribalism. Just so I'm going to post, th- th- mind you, we're recording this yes. on October 21st. Yes. So my point in saying this is that so no matter we don't know who when wins, we're going to release this. Well, right. We're hoping but no matter thing. who wins, yes, that this this chapter with these verses still applies. Yes, no matter. What. And if you are, you have to pray for the president. Mm-hmm. You have to support the leadership to an extent, mm-hmm. right? To a to a sort of a submissive. As long as it doesn't contradict with scripture. Yeah. And that, you know, you think of Acts when basically they're challenged between uh, following the, the structure and the government yeah. and following Christ. They chose Christ. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in Acts 4. Uh, if I'm wrong, Acts 4 or 5. But in Romans 13, it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that have existed have been instituted by God. So in his sovereignty, he has chosen or allowed these things to happen. Yes. And that may not be something we like, but let's remember the context of when this was written historically. They were under the Roman emperor yep. who was killing them yep. consistently. We're not talking God's not dead persecution. We're talking, you know, first century Roman, Roman persecution. I'm not trying to be facetious in that. I'm just saying, like, this isn't like, you know, going to court and everything. Yes, that did happen. 
But I mean, like there's, Christians were. There's no were, trial going on. There, if, for a lot of them at this, this is, point. This yes. is Holocaust. This is bad. This yes. is the, the worst, right? This yes. is the worst. And that some of the persecutions uh, in the first couple of centuries were so bad that there was fear that they would wipe out Christianity altogether. But yeah. God had other plans, right? Amen. So obviously this is so bad that, but, but here's Paul saying, you know, we have to submit. Mm-hmm. But obviously we say, unless they contradict scripture, which most people would say, well, they do because, it, well, hang on now. Are you praying for them? Are you being loving towards your enemies who do not agree with you politically? I don't see that mm. as much. I don't. And you say, well, they are acting on Christ. Like, okay, let's take the plank out of our eye first. Are you talking today or at this time? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Today, right? Today, today okay. we see a lot of people saying, so the, I this don't is want the scripture to be. Context for using. Yes. Romans the, 13, 1 and 2. Yes, sorry. Okay. I'm going a bit on a pastoral tangent. No, here. that's fine. I just uh, want to make that's sure we got, our, we got our groundwork. Absolutely. So, uh, so for rulers are not a terror, verse 3, to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have, and turn my page, no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive this approval, for he is God's servant for you, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, uh, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Uh, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out, ooh, avengers, da, 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 sorry, who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subject to be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes. See, when I read that, right, full bias, I'm like, say what? I won't pay no taxes, <laughs> right? We start a revolution over that stuff, all right? But the Bible, and I'm not, look, whenever you say a certain opinion even if it's from scripture yeah people will think oh so you're with them mm-hmm. i'm with him right yes. this is what i want people to understand i am with the word and what it says here yes. and it says um you know to be submissive uh for the authorities are ministers of god attending to this very thing pay to all what is owed to them taxes to whom taxes are owed revenue to whom revenue is owed respect to whom respect is owed honor to whom honor is owed i think point being i I think when you look at it it's it's essentially uh, governing authorities are there to help keep uh, peace yeah from this sort of destabilization of anarchy so so in in god's order in the basic sense you have the governing authorities imperfect as they may be Mm because we live in a fallen world but this is a better thing to have than to have people, you know, ruling themselves and, and you know, sure. lawlessness. So, again, this is at its, at its basic form. We pray for and pay our taxes to and submit to our governing authorities unless they contradict scripture in their actions and, and make you choose between Jesus and his word yep. and submitting to Christ basically if it comes down to submitting to Christ or submitting to them, you submit to Christ. Yeah. I think that's a very, there's a clear line there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think for some Christians, you know, when I, you tackle politics and some Christians are like, let's try to line you up with my political party's Mm. platform. And. Which is amazing because you would think that most Christians are conservative. Republicans. Oh yes, absolutely. You would, you would, you would naturally you would. assume. 
based on culture and yes. everything else. Yeah. You would assume that, yeah. But turns out there's there's actually a wide spectrum. There is. And that's not to suggest, hey now, let the pendulum swing the other way. The um the uh Sky Jitani method, right? Where you know, I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle. But the right, man, they're terrible. They they let those conservatives, man. But you know, the the alternative looks a lot more pretty yeah. when you hear it from Phil Fisher and Sky Jitani. And their criticisms, I think, on one end are very interesting. And and I listen to and everything else. That this is a podcast, Phil Fisher. I knew it would come up at some point because I'm just I've been listening to them a lot. And I'm like so disappointed because you're trading one idol for another. Ooh. You're 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 kind of going from, you know, the right has all these different problems and all these, you know, things that they that they think are biblically wrong and everything else mm-hmm. to now the alternative is perfect yeah, almost almost perfectly, but not entirely perfectly, because yeah. these are complicated, you know, things almost completely line up with the left. And here here's the thing. We need to line up with scripture yeah. and let that shape us. That's the tough thing about which is what I could, I don't think I ever become a politician. Oh my gosh. Cause uh, especially if you're in a position where you have to uh, stand up for the constitution mm-hmm. and, and you have to judge things based on the constitution. Cause here's the thing. The constitution mm-hmm. was written by man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man who, uh, you know, professed Christianity, mm-hmm. but it is clear that the forefathers of our country we're not perfect Christians. No. I mean, hello, slavery. Yeah. That's... So, okay. So they, they missed the mark there. They did. You know? t- and that's just a, the, you but know. Especially the way you interpret the Constitution, because that has to be interpreted mm-hmm. in order to judge off of it. Mm-hmm. So that way everything in the country is constitutional. There's some things written in there where I'm just like, I could not. It's like, all right, I think that justice made a good decision based on the Constitution, not on the Bible. Yeah. You know, and, well, here's based the on thing. his interpretation of the Constitution, okay, in this country, that should be legal because that's the country's Constitution. Right. But I think it's totally against what the Word of God says. So, in that scenario. So, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that job. No, I, I well, and, and I don't think, because they would say you'd get into the rabbit hole of, separation of church and state which was more of a letter not in the constitution hello written by you know <laughs> but but anywho this is why because i remember a couple four years ago yeah you had people absolutely devastated by the results sure and oh, okay. i think that's because when you put oh, the last president of the election. last election yes uh right right and uh you which know, was hillary clinton and versus Donald trump. trump yeah so you had people so devastated by that. And and one thing that really showed me was you got to put your faith in God mm. because, and, and people are not going to follow this, but because if you put your faith in anything else, yeah, it's, it's going to let you down. It's true. When you put your faith in elected officials, now granted, I'm not trying to say this or that, or, you know, this side versus the, what I'm saying is, is that when you put so much stock into uh, saving and solving the world's problems via yeah. a politician yeah. or via a law or via whatever, it, not to say, and I made this argument before, it's better to have a law against something that's wrong than to not have that law mm-hmm. exist at all. But if you put your faith in that, when you put all of your stock in that mm. instead of Christ, you will be let down. Here's the thing. 
you saw religious people mourning because their religion failed them. Mm. Because when you see, and, and you could see the other result depending, I don't know. But when you put your faith in a person and that person lets you down, or when you put, a, put your faith in a system and that system lets you down, you almost get to this place where it's like, you know, because again, in, in America, things change. Yeah. Not for better, for worse. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that the constitution, that was written by man. Yeah. And what we have was, is written by God is put together by, you know, obviously inspiration. the inspiration yep. of the authors by the Holy Spirit. But, but the point of that is, is that we can trust in that yes. we can trust in Christ. And that is ultimately what we have to remember when this all comes down, mm-hmm. you know, four years ago, you had uh, one side, one and everything else. You could have another side or the same side. I don't know. Yeah. But no matter what happens, remember Christians, we are still to be unified with our allegiance to Christ. And we need to be the we need to show the fruits of the spirit with how we treat each other yep. over just the fact that you have aligned yourself with a political party and you march to the orders and the beats of the drums of the people in your echo chamber. And by echo chamber, I mean just kind of in a cave where you shout something and you hear your voice yeah. come back. Except maybe it's the voice of somebody on on the mm. internet. Maybe it's the voice of somebody smarter than you regurgitating it with more eloquence. And what we have to be very careful of is that we do not make idols out of our political ideologies. My rant is done. Go ahead and talk. Two things. Uh, One being, let's take this down a theological uh, step. Okay. Uh, More plain words. Um, Not not a problem. uh, You you weren't off the spectrum or anything. No, it's okay. But uh, it's like, why wouldn't you pray for the president? Here's the thing. Whoever wins any presidential election, mm-hmm. uh, if you're an American citizen, you're stuck with them. For four years? For four years, unless they happen to be impeached or resign. Well, then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you pray for God to intervene? Yeah. God, right. arrest their heart. God, get yeah. a hold of them. God, yeah. lead them. God, help because them. Because God in his sovereignty. As a Christian, why nothing, wouldn't you pray for them? Right, and nothing happens that makes God, makes God go, oh, snap. I did not see that coming. I heard that. Uh, that was out of my control. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, come I, on I, now. That's great quote uh, from, uh, I won't say who it's from, but okay. did it ever occur to you that nothing ever occurs to God? Wow. It, yeah. Nothing surprises him. He no. sees the end all be, he is, end from the right, beginning. Right. You know, he so, sees it all at the same time. So, which perfect segue. Right. Uh, being that God is completely and totally sovereign, mm-hmm. and Romans 13 says those people who are placed in that authority are there by God's decree. Right. No matter what elections say, mm-hmm. you know, and is it is it in Psalms, uh, you know, uh, about... Uh, the lot gets tossed, but it's every de- every every uh, decisions from the Lord. You know, I think you, so. Yeah, I, I can look it up if that people could be like, really want to. Piper quotes it all the time. Yeah, it's or like the a, lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision. It's every sounds very results from the Lord, like a philosophical almost Bible. I'm thinking. I don't know if it's in Psalms or Proverbs or Proverbs or something. Somewhere I yeah. can, if you really want me to look it up, I will. Yeah, not a problem. But I've heard Piper quote it so many yeah, times. Yeah, right, right. It's yeah. The law is cast into the lap, but it's every something is from the Lord. So, mm-hmm. saying that nothing is left to chance, God mm-hmm. is totally sovereign. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Should Christians vote? Are you asking me? Oh yeah, oh, okay. I want to okay. get controversial. Sorry, Sorry. I was just listening because. Well, I'm so just, I'm just like, okay. Romans 13 says this: who the person who God is going to put there is going to be there. Oh my goodness! What you okay. took this in but a God direction is, that I've God never is totally heard sovereign, right? Is there? Should we vote? Why should Christians vote then? Should well, they? Well. Um, I don't mean I to would throw say, you under the bus because no, if okay. you asked me this question, because I really would not answer. I would tell it's you, like, all right, well, if God's totally sovereign. Yeah, there might not be a point in voting. I don't I, know. Well, we have. I would say we have the freedom to to do so because I think one element that that you know I just would throw into this that I think is very important is you have the people that fought very hard to give us the right to do so. Yes. Now that you can't necessarily right say like, well, let me open to chapter and verse on that, but. I think when you think about the privilege it is to vote and to have a voice and to be able to kind of be, I think especially acting on, there's certain issues, abortion, for example, that I think are worth really looking at and saying, okay, I can vote and, and have a voice and say that I was, um, you know, I made the first domino fall with Roe v. Wade by having the justice in there. Now, some people, and I've heard this um, from more Christians on the left, Ultimately, it's not going to change much. You know, it, it's not the the be all end all everything else, but it's the first step. Mm -hmm. And if we agree, if it's an injustice, then we need to do something. So Just I think pause on abortion. Just sign. Yeah, we, we don't have to get into that today. Well, today. I, I ju just want to say one thing. Sure. So say Roe v. Wade never gets overturned. Okay. So instead of being a Christian who sits and complains about it, how about you put your effort into pro-life institutes. Mm. Hello. Well, let's, right. Let's let's use what effort we have here for good. Absolutely. You know, support, you know, right. like locally. We have CareNet Pregnancy Center. There's right. a pro-life institute in the next right. town. Well, I think I think there is a fair there's a fair critique in when some of the, you know, the uh, the mm -hmm. Christians who tend to lean left who have said this where it's like there are Christians that would rather just vote and not do anything with the pro-life movement. Nothing to say that they're going to abolish the, the like genocide of abortion, right? Mm -hmm. They they would just say, you know, I'll just vote and then I'll just, you know, basically that's my that's my service. That's the extent of what I'll do. Sure. So to that, I think that you have a good criticism. So that's one aspect of voting. Mm -hmm. There's a service to lawmaking. Yes. Of all right, I'm voting for this person to go into office. Right. Because I believe they will make laws, right? Uh, because in this that country, line votes, up closer to right. the word of God. In this country, votes are going to affect the outcome. So we either because you're saying like what about sovereignty at the what same about sovereignty? time? Okay, well, so okay, so now you're if, talking. Well, like oh, if God. if whoever God this wants is, is going to be in there, right? What's the point of voting? Well, what's the point of witnessing them? Ooh. You see, what I mean? see what I mean? Man. So, so if God, Good. if God wants to move things in America, he will do it via voting, whether or not it's going to be mm. through Come on. Um, our activism or whatever, or our sure. personal voting or our prayers that will change the hearts of people to vote a certain way that will lead to God's ultimate, um, I guess, I was so close. I think I ran out of words that I looked up in the dictionary before I got here. Uh, his ultimate result. Yeah. Outcome. Because ultimate outcome. Yeah. And... Now, I don't want to get into my personal, you know, 
perspective on Calvinism, Arminianism, but what I will say at the end of the day, uh, God's sovereignty and human responsibility perfectly harmonize. Mm, Come on. And that is, I think in America in particular, right? That is going to manifest itself Mm. with voting. Now, again, the Christian has the right to not just the right to vote, but I think the obligation to, in a lot of ways, because You've also had men who have laid down their lives and are living else. So again, is God's sovereignty going to be achieved? Yes. In America, it happens through votes. So we as Christians need to prayerfully look at how we're going to vote. And we're going, I, sh- I think we should, right? Because as you were saying, whining and complaining without actually doing is, is not good. Now, some sure. people would say that it's the gospel plus social justice. Oh, no, no, no. The gospel doesn't need your help. No. The gospel doesn't need your help because if it needed your help, then, then you know, now you have works. Then, then now you have works, and and why on earth would Jesus need your help? He's God, right? Hello. If He gives you the privilege of acting in this situation, you look to Him and thank God that He has lifted the scales from your mm-hmm. eyes to have the opportunity to see good for what it is. It's a humbling thing that God it chooses to use uh, man. Yes. Fallen man. Yes. You know, he restores them. Yes. And chooses to use them to accomplish his will here in the earth. Right. So in America, that happens via voting. That would be my answer, I guess. Without. I did not see it going there. I was like, I really, I don't know how I would answer it. You just brought sovereignty, which we were talking about, into the the factor of what is our free will when it comes to voting. And I would Mm. say, prayerfully look at this. Don't dust off Romans 13. Yeah. Don't hide it depending on who wins. And Christians, let the fruits of the Spirit be evident in your social media because people who are unsaved are watching. Whether sure. you're in the tribe of the left or the tribe of the right, ultimately we are in the tribe of Christ. And mm. that what's, that's what matters most. Yeah. We got 37 seconds. Is there a countdown? There is, 20 seconds. All right. Well, we should finish. All so right. Thank yeah. you. For listening to our first episode of Broology. All right. Uh, I'm Nate. I'm Dave. Uh, we hope uh, you'll listen again next episode. Thanks. We'll see you around. I was going to say, my name is Jessica. <laughs> <laughs>